Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Hi there, my name is Linnea Patel. I am a registered dietitian and a sports nutritionist. I did my undergraduate in biochemistry and physiology, which I think is really useful for me because it gives me the real strong scientific biochemical background to my nutrition work, which is fundamental because ultimately, whilst nutrition is about eating food, it's about the biochemistry behind all of that. I've worked as a performance dietitian with many um, sports teams and sports club clubs in the UK. I also currently work as a dietitian for pure sports medicine in London. I do lots of other consultancy work with the media, with public health bodies. And then in all of that as well, I'm studying um, for my PhD. I'm very passionate about getting the right nutrition messages out there. And this is why I've been doing a lot of work writing articles for uh, FitPro uh, magazine. As fitness instructors, which I'm a qualified fitness instructor as well, we are really at the forefront of giving advice to uh, members and the people that we train. So I really feel passionate about empowering you guys with the right evidence-based nutrition advice so that you can pass that on to your clients. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about protein powders. Very interesting topic. And if you walk up and down the aisles of any major supermarket store or health store, the sheer variety of protein powders and the options can be very overwhelming. Protein sources range from whey to soy to a whole range of vegetarian proteins as well, like hemp, pea. Uh, they come in lots of different flavors. And then on top of that, you have to decide whether or not to shell out on premium options, like whether it's hydrolyzed or isolate. Nowadays, protein powders also come with added uh, ingredients like creatine and specific amino acids, proposed fat metabolizers, vitamins and minerals. So what I want to do is just give you a quick rundown of what to look out for, or what the different proteins, what the different protein powders actually mean. So the first question to ask really about is whether you need to take a protein powder, whether you need to take a protein supplement. Now, that decision actually relies a lot on several factors, including what your training goals are, your training load, daily energy requirements, what's your dietary intake, appetite, post-exercise, and so on. Now, there isn't anything magical in taking a protein supplement that would automatically mean that you pack on muscle or increase strength or lose weight. The main advantage with taking a protein supplement is that it provides protein in a concentrated and easy to consume form. However, you can still get the same gains if you eat the right foods at the right time. But say you want to take a protein supplement. Where do you start? Well, the most common protein supplement out there is our whey protein. Whey protein is a dairy-based protein. Consumers very often have the option of whether it's hydrolyzed, isolate, or more. Hydrolyzed basically means that the product is broken down from the whole protein into smaller groups of amino acids. This method is meant to improve the speed of a digestion. 
isolate refers to a purification process where the supplement companies attempt to get the purest form of the whey protein supplement possible. Now, my verdict is that while specialized protein powders may be slightly more beneficial, the advantage of using them is small in the grand scheme of sports nutrition unless you're a high-end top athlete. So actually a basic whey concentrate protein powder from any reputable company can actually deliver great results as long as obviously you're taking it uh, you're paying attention to overall protein intake optimal supplement timing and overall diet dietary quality as well casein protein powders is my next one it might not be flying off the shelves quite as quickly as whey However, casein protein is very similar to whey protein. It's also primarily a protein that comes from cow's milk. However, unlike whey, it is slower to digest because when you consume it, it interacts with your stomach acids, making a complex that's uh, that's harder to absorb, which means it's preferential when you need a slow release of essential proteins, amino acids. So think just before bed, that's when I would use your um, casein protein in comparison to your whey, which is fastly absorbed and better used straight after a workout or just before a workout. And then nowadays you have a whole range of vegetarian proteins. So for example, pea protein would be one. Um, the advantage of using a pea protein is it's lactose and gluten free. So if you're having stomach problems with a whey or a casein protein, it might take make sense to try something like a pea protein. It's more or less the same price. However, the thing to remember with a pea protein is that it misses, it's deficient in one of the key amino acids, which is cysteine. And this is, tends to be the trend with a lot of vegetarian protein is that they're not complete protein sources. So if you are taking a vegetarian protein powder, it's important that you take a combination. So you'll buy a pea protein and you'll also buy a soy protein, for example, and maybe take them on, on alternative days. Soy protein is another interesting one. A lot of the studies have shown that in comparison to whey protein and stimulation of muscle growth after tough training sessions, they're very comparable. So you're going to get the same gains more or less. It's important to also remember that pea proteins contain isoflavins, which are beneficial if you're very beneficial if you're a woman because potentially they reduce the risk of cancers and produce estrogens. Now, on the downside of that, if you're a guy, um, having too many estrogens might not be the thing you want to do because you want more testosterone levels, particularly to help build some muscle. Now, the studies have shown that actually if you're taking the odd soy protein powder, then that won't make too much of a difference, even in male athletes. However, I think you need to look in context of the overall diet. If you're having a lot of soy-based foods in addition to your soy proteins, then you might want to cut back. But however, if you're having the occasional shake with um, soy in it, then there's nothing to be concerned about um, as well. Another uh, vegetarian protein is brown rice protein powder. Now, whilst a a big bowl of brown rice just won't cut it after a long weight session, a rice protein shake is a good vegetarian option. It's plant-based, it's gluten-free and lactose-free, again, making it um, a good choice for people with digestive problems. However, the downside is that it's uh, low in certain amino acids. Rice protein is low in lysine particularly. So again, this means that you can't just rely on rice protein powder as your sole source of protein but you've got to pair it with other plant-based proteins as well to make sure you're getting all the complete acids 
Now, a new protein powder on the block in terms of vegetarian, and this one is actually a vegan protein, is hemp protein. Really like hemp protein as a, uh, an alternative protein powder because it contains all the essential amino acids, which means that it's you don't necessarily need to mix hemp with other plant-based proteins. But it's got quite an acquired taste. So again, it's probably worth trying it out and, and buying a combination of proteins so you have those on board. Okay, so I guess my take-home messages are that if you are wanting to have to take a protein powder, I would actually talk to a registered sports nutritionist or a dietitian because they can really help establish if using a protein supplement is necessary for you and also how to make changes to your protein intake so that it matches your training needs. And they can also guide you to choose which protein is best and whether or not you just need a a simple whey protein or a plant-based protein and if you need to have additional ingredients like creatine in it as well. Remember though, if you're hitting your protein numbers with your diet, there's probably very little point in taking a protein supplement. However, if your protein intake is lower than recommended, then a protein supplement can be used to boost your intake. Although, Food can also be just as effective as eating a protein, as taking a protein supplement as well. So don't forget that. If you're a fan of plant-based protein powders, then it's important to use a combination of protein powders rather than just relying on one. So use pea and rice protein and maybe mix some hemp protein in there as well. The fifth take-home message is always very important, which is about reading labels. So make sure that if you buy a protein powder, you read the labels. Find out how much protein there is per serving so that you are taking in the amount that you need. After training, you only need 20 grams of protein to get the gains. And also you make sure that you read whether there's lots of artificial sweeteners, etc. in there. Because in general, the less ingredients there are on the label, the better your protein powder is going to be. For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast and see you next time.